What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? You are tuned in to the Arrowhead Chief Podcast, episode 158, Chiefs vs. Packers preview show. Hope everybody's having a good day. Good night. Uh, we got some things to talk about. We're going to get into this game, break it down. A few other things we're going to speak on. Let's talk Chiefs. Yeah. Arrowhead Chiefs. It's your girl Miss Nicole. Call okay. me a hustle, baby. Uh-huh. Started from the Started bottom, now we here. My homie at the start of his career. Let's go. Try to win him early, hear the truth. Uh-huh. Tuning every Sunday for the juice. Arrowhead Chiefs podcast, bringing all the news. Yes, if you miss the play, come back for reviews. Chris Out here rapping for the crew. Post-game highlights, go uh-huh. subscribe on YouTube. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you miss the play, come back for reviews. Post-game highlights, go uh-huh. subscribe on YouTube. Uh-huh. Hey. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom Arrowhead Chief Podcast, episode 158, Chief First Package Preview Show. Hope everybody's having a good evening. Um, you know, break this game down. Sunday night football, Kansas City Chiefs versus the Green Bay Packers. Got Mark in here. What's going on, Mark? Oh, I'm out in these streets. I'm heading back so that way I can be locked in and everything, but all is good. You know, just a Another night, just another night in the valley. More Chiefs uh, Kingdom business to talk about. So let's get into it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, now, this is Patrick Mahomes' first time playing on Lambeau Field in the regular season, and it's on prime time. Um, we all know the historic uh, <clears throat> thing, the aura around Lambeau Field you know, from the Brett Favre days to Aaron Rodgers. And now we have Jordan Love. Um, it still has that mystique, mystique, even, you know, with them being um, in a new direction with Jordan Love at, at quarterback and them being a young team now. Um, it looks like they're starting to get their groove going. They've been on a two-game winning streak. Um, the offense looks like it's starting to get, get its groove going, especially those receivers. Um what is your thoughts, Mark, on it being Mahomes' first time on Lambo's for the regular season? Uh, realistically, um, Lambo kind of lost his luster a little bit, if you really think about it. I mean, we, usually we're hearing about the big names as far as like with Favre and Rodgers. You know, that was, the, that was the name it was supposed to be, and typically that was probably supposed to be the plan, but, you know, that all got derailed, you know, when uh, Rodgers made that move over to New York. So, I mean, I get it. Um, but even so, but look at it, I mean, it's definitely not a look-over game. We've seen how the Chiefs played against teams that were had some kind of uh, winning streak of some sort. So it's no it's no game to look over. Still got to be locked in and take care of business when it's all said and done. It's, a, it's another business trip. Uh, do you see this as a trap game? Not really. I mean, it kind of. If you kind of look ahead a little bit, I, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even call it a trap game. Realistically, it's just to me. It's just a regular game. Take care of business. It's a. It's a Monday night game. So it's a prime time game. That's basically the. That's probably the bigger deal more than being a trap game. It's just more so all all eyes are on this team as it's been as it's been all year. Whether it's been 
good or bad performances. And you know, this is just basically their second time around. We've seen the result on the on the last time they had a Monday night showing and didn't go it didn't quite go so well. So this is considered this is a second chance to get it right on a prime time stage. Yeah, I agree. Um I, I think the Chiefs will be locked in, especially like it's a, it's a Sunday night primetime game. Um, you know, Andy Reid has history uh, as far as the Green Bay Packers go. He was the offensive coordinator. He was the quarterback coach and the offensive coordinator in the Mike Holmgren days um, and when Brett Favre was there. So he's got a little bit of ties with Green Bay. Um, so he knows import, the importance of, you know, bringing your A game, regardless of how you feel about Green Bay, he knows that the importance of bringing your A game on Lambeau Field. Um, and he's, I'm sure he sees that the Packers have been playing good. They just beat Detroit uh, on Thanksgiving. And we all know Detroit has a little bit of buzz going on. You know, they pretty much, you know, have been turning their their uh, team around with Jared Goff at the helm and Dan Campbell over there. So, um, I expect them to be ready ready to roll. Uh, I expect Patrick Mahomes to have a Patrick Mahomes game. And uh, I expect Patrick Mahomes probably have his best game. You know, last week was probably his best game. I think he'll have an even better game this week, which uh, poses the question. And I know I asked this last week. I was asking this question more so for Clarence and uh, – Ty was here, but <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna ask it again. Um, do you believe that this offense is fixed? Still hasn't changed. I mean, you still you got you gotta you gotta unless you want to talk to talk, you gotta walk the walk. That's it's short and simple, short and sweet, simple answers for that for that to answer that question. Um, it's just, you know, Patrick Mahomes, just like we can say we want a Patrick Mahomes game, but, you know, a Patrick Mahomes game requires the receivers to be on the, the same page and to execute more than, more than anything. So, I mean, I guess I, it's just another business trip. I mean, we know Kelsey's going to be Kelsey. He's, he's going to do what he, what he do. But um, just how this team responds coming off a team, you know, like we're talking about a team that's on, on a little winning streak. Last time they faced a team that was on a winning streak, I think it was Denver, and it didn't quite go so well. So let's see if they can cool it. This would, this would be an opportunity to cool, cool a, um, a, a team off. You know, uh, that's the way I, I would look at it. Can they, stop, can they stop a team from potentially getting hot or getting into a hot streak? Because like that was one of the tests. They, they didn't go so well against Denver. They, I mean, then now we see Denver become this – Big monster, well, not big monster, but you know they got this uh, five-game winning streak, and they were a part of it. You know, so it's a chance to be able to end that real quickly. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, like I said before, I just think like they just got to keep stacking with this offense. They got to keep stacking um, and, and keep being keep this consistency going with Rasheed Rice with Isaiah Pacheco. Um, I know we're getting Kadarius and, and Jared McKinnon back, so we'll see if Andy could be consistent and, and feature Rasheed Rice, or was that just an anomaly and he was just forced to feature Rasheed Rice? Is he going to try to do go back to doing the things that he was doing where he had too many guys on the field? Hopefully he doesn't. Hopefully it's just, you know, more so Rasheed Rice, Justin Watson, a little bit of MVS. Um I do expect them to get try to get a touchdown to MVS since it's his return to Green Bay. 
Um, but uh, I, I hopefully it's it's the it's it's the Isaiah Pacheco and Rasheed Rice show. Um, the Green Bay Packers are not that good against the run. Um, <clears throat> they play a lot of nickel and dime and a lot of two man fronts. So we should be able, this offensive line should be able to have its way with this de, with this uh, with this defensive line, and should we should be able to get you know some good runs off this uh, this defense. So I expect you know Isaiah Pacheco to be featured like he was last week, but you know have probably better production as far as yards wise. So you know I, that's how I feel about this offense. All right, what is Speaking of Rasheed Rice, what is your floor for Rasheed Rice and what is your ceiling for Rasheed Rice? I'm sorry, repeat that one more time. It was going in and out. My bad. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. It just went, it just went, I went to a cold zone, so I could, it was going in and out. Repeat that one more time for me. I was just saying, uh, speaking of Rasheed Rice, um, what is, what do you think his floor, are you like, if you can comp a player, what is his floor and what is his ceiling? Man, that's a tough question. I mean, I know he has I know he hasn't um he hasn't come close to even scratching the surface when it comes to the ceiling because there's so much potential in the kid. And I think this is probably like that rise like typically this is how it's been over the last couple of years with the Chiefs. Usually in the second half of the season, like right around these weeks, this is where as a team they collectively start to find their groove. Um, his numbers last week, I would not be surprised if they were, if uh, this, uh, this is the way I'll answer it. Um, going into this week, I expect it to be, if not even, it's going to be better. That's what I would expect. Um, I mean, the Raiders are the Raiders, but Raiders, but at the same time, you know, you got to take care, they got to take care of business. And I think he's going, he's trying to make a statement that he could potentially be the number one guy. And we definitely take notice as far as they, I mean, like we said, every, week to week, you know, analysts are on notice. Um, the league is on notice, and his name has come up. We're not talking about. It's not a. It's he's basically. I'm not saying he is the Tyreek Hill. Is because truth be told, Tyreek Tyre Hill is just a different animal. Mm-hmm. But according to the way he plays his own game, he is on the rise. Right. So, if we're looking at this week. I would say he would have no less than 75 yards this week. That's what I think. I think he's going to be that guy because especially uh, last week we didn't even see any tar- – we didn't even see a, a catcher. There was no NBS sighting. Let's just be let's just be honest. Let's just call it for right. what it is. Right. And, then you saw, and then you saw a little bit of Watson. You saw him get involved here and there. And then Sky Moore, he had a few. And then I think he had a um, – I know uh, Andy Reid was talking about he was uh, dealing with an um, injury bug with his knee. I knew that. I, I knew that was going on. What's but going I, expect to, I expect to be at least 75 yards. That will be his That'll be his floor. Ceiling, a buck 10 this week. A buck okay. 10 with a touchdown, as a matter of fact. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, when it comes to Rasheed Rice uh, – I hear you. I agree with you. You know, it's kind of hard to get a, a grasp on what his floor or what his ceiling is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he could be a very good high-end number two receiver. Mm-hmm. And if he develops correctly, I think he could be a solid number one wide receiver. 
Yeah. <clears throat> not not a Tyreek Hill type, but maybe a um I don't know, some in the middle, like a C D Lamb, maybe. Yeah, that's fair. It's just maybe it's just CD hard. Lamb. It's hard to assess with a rookie, and truth be told, he's still got a lot of learning to do. It's just he does. hard to process he does. that. He does, and there's some things that he does still need to develop, and hopefully, you know, going in going into next off season, he'll work on those things. I, I, you know, I see the kid and he seems like he's a hard worker. And, you know, from what we've heard, heard is yeah. that he's been trying to, you know, get, you know, some pointers from Travis Kelsey. And, you know, he's been grinding with Patrick Mahomes. So I expect mm-hmm. him, you know, I expect him to, you know, bring that to the next off season. So, yeah, I think it's like with him, it's, the, it's just the challenging part about it is like I believe that typically receivers like that, they usually have a, another go-to receiver to mentor. But let's just be real. We receivers don't have that. just call for what it is. What's going on, Mar? Yeah, what's good? It, it's, it's like he really doesn't have that. So it's kind of like on being like, – you're kind of having to be mentored by the quarterback himself because mm-hmm. the fact that he's so good. I mean, Mahomes just knows how to put the ball in the place and where it needs to be. And, uh, you're breaking up. <clears throat> breaking up a little bit there, Mark. Um, but, yeah, I hear you, man. Um, the kid, The sky's the limit for this kid. Um, I, th- I think that, you know, like I said, if he works on a few things in his game, so in the next yeah, I think in the next offseason, I think he works on a few things, then he'll be all right. He'll be, a, I think he could be a, definitely a high end number two. Definitely a high end number two. Mm-hmm. And, and it'll be interesting to see what kind of decisions they make, you know, as far as that, if they want to, if they want to pick up, uh, if they want to pick up anybody or if, if it's going to be in a free agency, but obviously, you know, we're still wondering about what they're going to do with Chris Jones and that contract. So a lot of questions to be had that simple. Well, well, not, not yeah. that simple, but you know, it's just a lot of questions to be had. We don't know the mind of Brett beach. Not at all. Nobody knows the mind of Brett beach. Um, let's talk about a little bit of Jordan love, man. Um, now, Jordan Love, you know, coming into the season this is his first year starting. Um, there's always there was all kinds of questions about Jordan Love. You know, he's sitting by behind Aaron Rodgers. I think he's sat behind Aaron Rodgers for like what three three seasons now, three four seasons now. Um, so there's big questions: Can he play? Is he good enough? Um, just me personally, show some sense. Trent can he stood out as the number one? They should have just consistently given him the pill. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all, Mar. Um, yeah, I'm not mad at that at all. I actually agree with you. Um, but I, at the same time, you know, coming out of training camp, we also were, you know, thinking that Scott Moore was going to take the next step. We thought that, you know, eventually Justin Ross was going to take some snaps. And it just didn't work out that way. So hopefully, you know, like I said last week, was the uh not was not an anomaly it's going to be the norm 
and they're going to feature Rasheed Rice as the number one guy. And then, you know, Justin Watson, maybe MVS or Sky Moore. Um, and then you sprinkle in a little bit of Kadarius Tony here and there. You know, that, that's what I'm thinking. It's just typically, I mean, it's just with MVS, you know, it's been so much inconsistent. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just call it for what it is. He's just been inconsistent. I mean, we don't know if he's going to catch the ball this week or not catch the ball next week. Uh, you're in the blender right now. Or if he's going to get, it's, I mean, that's just been for the yeah, receiving core as a whole has been inconsistent. It's uh, or even for the fans. But your mic going in and out. Is it working now? Yeah. Okay, yeah, we just don't we just don't know what we're gonna get out the receiving core. It's just unpredictable. It's like you're just rolling the dice and you don't know the. We don't know. Yeah, he was dropping passes in um, Green Bay. I agree, but even but you could say last year it was like every other game, like one game yeah. he'd be, he would be, you know you wouldn't see him, and then one game he would at least give you like three catches for sixty seventy yards. Um, and but I think, was, um, but that, but it yeah. comes to show, I think the pressure wasn't as much on him because he had Juju. You know, it just, mm-hmm. I just think that's what it is, and I think just the this, this receiving core and them having to handle the pressure now that they're, they're under the microscope because it, we've never had a discussion where the receiver, the receiving core of anything under Mahomes being under the microscope. The the first, the, like the first, the earlier years, it was the, the, the it was on the defense, and then. Uh, I would say last year, who, who would we say was on the microscope more? Uh, it definitely won the. Oh, it was the it was it was the uh, safeties. I would say. Mm-hmm. I think the safeties were probably under the microscope the most. But you know, th- this year, you know, being the receivers, everybody's under the assumption we keep going to the same conversation. Are these receivers, you know, spoiled over the fact that they have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes? Or did we look at it wrong till we have this expectation, you know, that Mahomes going to do whatever he want to, but it just hasn't panned out that way? Um, I think I think our expectations might have been too high for some of these guys coming into this season. Um, we thought Sky Moore was going to take that next step, you know, mm-hmm. and it just didn't happen. He just didn't develop into the player that we thought he was going to be. And it wasn't just us. It was outsiders, you know. Going into that draft, remember Sky Moore was a was a name that just was popular. <laughs> it was yeah. he was popping up everywhere. You know, you had scouts and, and, and insiders and guys who, you know, watch film and stuff like that, talking about how Sky Moore, Sky Moore, Sky Moore, you know. So it, it, you know, he had a lot of hype. And then once he didn't, you know, cash in on that hype, it didn't work out. <laughs> it's not worked out. I'm gonna say it doesn't it didn't work. It hasn't worked out thus far. You know what I'm saying? We'll see. You know what I'm saying? I think in this microwave age, we want something. We want these players to be instantly good. And sometimes some guys develop at a different pace. I'm not saying Scott Moore is Devontae Adams by no means. 
But the first few years of Devontae Adams, people didn't think he was going to be a number one. They didn't think he was going to be a number two at that matter. Green Bay wanted him out of there because he was dropping passes. He was, he couldn't barely get separation when he first came into the league. Like He had to learn <laughs> to be the great receiver that he is. So some guys develop at different paces. Just how patient is the uh, front office is going to be, the coaching staff, and then the fan base has to learn to be patient, you know, at the end of the day. It almost feels like, is it going to be like the same where you're going to get the Clyde treatment, you know, because, you know, this is year two for him. And, you, and you know, he's had, he's had his issues and miscues and most where he's missed. I mean, obviously the biggest one was uh, Denver, you know, with the lack of yeah. execution, but that, that was a whole team effort. Let's call it for what it is. Right. But it's going to be interesting. I mean, he's still, he's still got a few more games to go. I mean, let's not, let's right. call for what right. it is. I mean, there's been plenty of receivers that have disappeared in, in recent history, and all of a sudden they showed up. Like Sammy Watkins, for example, he's one right. where right. he was had had a great week one, disappeared weeks two through <laughs> seventeen, uh, and then showed up at, in the game in the biggest stage where it mattered, and then it just took off from there. So, I mean, who knows? I mean. It, it, I mean, it could be a different mode. We we don't know. It's, even even in the uh, like the earlier years when they when they got their first and everything, Damian was kind of was kind of quiet, and then he just blew up in the playoffs. That's mm-hmm. really really what happened. So and, I would and, say just kind of show, to say, show a little grace and let's see what happens. Like even with the new like in New England, like Julian Edelman was he was good. But he wasn't great in the regular season. Nah. Like he made plays when when Tom needed him. But Julian Edelman turned up in the, in the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. He was he was that guy you still had on watch no matter what. He was the big I mean, obviously they had Gronk too, but you know, when they had that chemistry with, with Gronk, and if it wasn't Gronk, it was Edelman because just how what he was able to do in the slot and just he just gave people fits. Like Mark yeah, said, I'm that. not going to down guy too bad. I also feel he hasn't got a chance to get into the rhythm. He showed up in the AFC Championship game after all the receivers was down. It's in him, yeah? Yeah, I agree, man. Like, I just think that, you know, we just got to be patient with Scott, man. Like, yeah. if you, you want to criticize him, I'm not going to sit up here and tell you not to. But... I'm I'm gonna try to be patient, a little bit more patient with Sky. Hopefully next, hopefully he can build. Like what I saw for him against the Raiders, if he can continue to just stack games like that to build his confidence, I'm okay with that. Yeah. If he can give me three to four catches for 40 and 50 yards a game on four, I take that. And we might have to come to the, to the acceptance of that. You know, so every I believe every team has those kind of players and everything where they, you can't have the expectation to have like five or six. Sometimes they just may, might need two or three. And, mm. you know, the, the Ravens are in that situation where um, they have Bateman over there. You know, what exactly are they using for? But he'll make two or three key, key catches in the game. And that's that maybe all the expectation we can have a guy more. That's a possibility. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, man, let's talk about back to uh, Jordan Love. 
like I said, uh, Jordan Love, he is the replacement for Aaron Rodgers. Um, and he's been, you know, sitting behind Aaron Rodgers was about three, four seasons now. Something like that. Yeah, because he was he, still be on his rookie contract, so it had been about four. Four years. Um, I think, um, look, the first year when he played us, um, when Aaron Rodgers had, was out with COVID, he looked like a deer in headlights. He looked like yeah. he was clearly not ready. Um, and that was back when we was – our offense was not playing good. Um, Aaron Rodgers – I mean, Aaron Rodgers. Patrick Mahomes was kind of going through that slump. Mm-hmm. Um, but because he was so bad, <laughs> we won the game. <laughs> um, actually, Patrick Mahomes actually snapped out of it after this game. Um, but then uh, last year – they had played the Buffalo Bills. And they was getting they got kind of blown, they was getting blown out by the Bills. And they put him in. They put Jordan Love in. And he looked like he had took a step forward. Yeah. He, he made some throws in that game. And I was like, okay, I'm I'm kind of impressed with what I'm seeing. But you know, at the same time, it's like it's garbage time. They're not really playing, you know, hundred percent starters sitting out. Defense. And then he did it again in the Philly game when they played mm-hmm. Phil. He he looked pretty good. And I'm like, okay, maybe maybe things are finally clicking for this kid. And then going into this season, and I know it's the preseason, but even in the preseason, I liked what I saw from Jordan Love. And a little bit in the beginning of the season now, in the middle of like a little bit, you know, going into like weeks two and three or whatever on, it was kind of like, I don't know, this all they're a young team, so they was trying to get on page. Christian Watson was in and out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Jones has been out of the line. He's not even playing in this game. So is A.J. Dillon. Um, so they really hadn't got no continuity. I think these last few weeks, they finally got the continuity, continuity that they was looking for. You know what I'm saying? Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and then this other kid, uh, Jaden Reed, that they got. Um, I think they finally got something on him, too. So we're finally seeing the, the Jordan Love that I saw last year and going into the into the preseason. What are your thoughts on Jordan Love? Uh, um, I would say, I mean, kind of analyzing it, I think the most important part of it, though, is that, yeah, they're trying to find that continuity, but I just think between the coach and quarterback, and that relationship is so important. Because we've seen the good, we've seen the bad, we've seen the ugly. I mean, obviously the top tiers are right now at this point is the, the connection with Mahomes to Reed. You're seeing a little bit with Hurts to um, Sirianni. Um, you, 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 those are probably the top tier examples, I would say. And then you see the bad side of it, like as far as even with the Belichick's with the Matt Jones situation. And I think that's even where this the, the coach and um, – Jordan Lover at right now. You got to figure out what works for you. I mean, you don't have Aaron Rodgers. You don't have him. So not everything is going to work as far as when it comes to the grand scheme. It's like basically starting over and trying to figure out what's going to work and be most effective. And they had um, a long streak where they could not even score at all. It was like a streak where it was like six straight quarters or something like that. And then they couldn't put anything on the board in the first half and stuff like that. It, It seems like they're starting to slowly figure it out. And them beating Detroit was a big deal because they had not beaten them, I think, in like three or four straight attempts or something like that. It was I remember they said they had like three or four straight wins against them. 
And I thought that was a boost. And to even do that where they were under the spotlight, because on Thursday, Thursday we really, there was only three games going on. So mm-hmm. everybody's really keyed into those games. Right. So they might have figured it out. But the problem with that is that even in their previous two games, you're not facing the Chiefs defense. <laughs> or you haven't. Right. And, you know, when you're playing the Chiefs defense, the Ravens defense, you know, these t- and the 49ers defense, I think that might be getting I mean, even if even if you're the home team, it's still going to make a difference because those defenses are just absolutely relentless. So I think I mean I can't think of um, I have to look at their schedule. Let me just look. Let me look at their schedule right now. But who is realistically the toughest defense that they have faced this year? That's my question. Let me look it up. Oh uh, no. Let me let me pull it up. Because, you know, don't get me wrong, I, I like Detroit, but, you know, they're, they're still not, like, in the top end. Okay, so I'm looking at it right now. Okay, so. I agree. I'm looking at it. Uh, I mean, even in their conference, I mean, I really don't, <laughs> you know, or not their mm-hmm. conference, but their division. I'm like, I'm really not impressed as far as with their division, as far as who they have. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, the Vikings. So, Okay, so they had so they had the Steelers on the road. Mm-hmm. So you know you get to you get to face the pressure of um, TJ Watt and company, and then the secondary on and off, and then you did, and then they had the Vikings, who's not not even close. I mean, they lost to them, you know, and then the Saints, who you know are up and down team. I have no idea which defense you're going to get that week. Just right. looking at their schedule, right? I mean, right right now in my face. This this will be the toughest defense that they have faced, hands down. Right. So me, I mean, the Steelers have always had those those, those front four that would go at you and get at you. The secondary is kind of on and off. Main, and I'll say mainly because it's part of that anemic offense. I mean, the defense is on the on the field for so long, typically. But the uh, this defense, though, I would not be surprised if they went back and had one of those three to five sack games. I would not be surprised at all. Because the pressure is definitely going to be on, and I just the question is how will Jordan Love be able to respond and deal with that? The corners, I mean, it's been a couple of weeks since we've really had a key. The, you know, when the Chiefs have not played a, like an elite receiver, I would say, because mm-hmm. they faced the Tyreek Hills, they faced the Devonte Adams, they faced um, obviously you know with the Eagles, you know as far mm-hmm. as it, it was Brown. Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we've seen that, so I mean, there's not really a clear receiver out there. I mean, for the Green Bay, it's just more so, you know, whoever shows up, whoever shows up. And I just think that's going to be – I think that's going to be a problem in that matchup alone. So it's going to – it's going. they're going to be challenged, and Jordan Love is going to be under the gun really this week, probably more than any other week. Yeah, I, yeah, I expected them to get some pressure on Jordan Love. <laughs> they have a very young offensive line. Um, so, you know, this will be his biggest test. Mm-hmm. Um, against this line and against this defense, period. Um, I expect Spags to throw some stuff at him to try to confuse him um, to see if the kid can respond to him, you know. Yep. Um, so, uh, he def- definitely uh, have opportunities to try to get some turnovers off of him because, um, <clears throat> like I said, he is, this is essentially his rookie season and he is learning still on the fly. So it's not a question of him knowing the, the offense. He's been in this offense for years. 
but um, being on the field <laughs> and doing it is a totally different animal. And when you're going against a top defense like the Chiefs have, um, it's going to be a challenge for him, I, I expect. Yeah, that's that's basically what I look at when I'm kind of like looking looking ahead into this matchup. They have he has yet to face like a top like a top three top five. I mean, I'm not disrespecting, I'm not trying to disrespect Pittsburgh and everything, but in my opinion, they're not quite the same defense in recent history as far as like yeah. when they were really good. But I just think with the Chiefs and everything, just them being and when they start to get yeah. sinking, coming out and usually the Chiefs are just usually on top of it. They usually just. I mean, they realistically, I'm not even going to look at those 14 points they get with the Raiders. I mean, I look at the three more than yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. That was when they were locked in. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it was a division game. So, division games are never easy. So Yeah, that, that 14 they gave up, but I think they was a little sleep at the wheel. Ah, oh, it's the Raiders. We're going to get them. You know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't respect no Aiden O'Connell, so they were really locked in until they got punched in the mouth and it's like, all right, we gotta we gotta stop playing around. And even so that kind of went back to uh what I said like last week or uh yeah last, or, or earlier this week should I say that you know they uh, as a as a team the Raiders they're playing for that coach they're playing for that intern they're playing for Antonio Pierce and it's like I'm not gonna say sit here and say that he is gonna be the coach but you know the if it's this is basically his interview or whatever you want to call it right now. If he even wants to be the coach, you know, how they perform. Mm-hmm. And what's funny was I actually did one of those mocks, uh, those, um, those ESPN, you know, schedule things and everything and how they would, I actually got them getting, getting real close to the playoffs. I got, yep. I got them out. I got them on, they're going to be on the outside in by like one game. That's, that's basically the way it unfolded. So, mm. It's not a team that you overlook, but you know, I just reality with the Raiders. But but now, even since we're here talking about Green Bay, though, you know, back to the Chiefs and Green Bay and dealing with the pressure and stuff like that, I just think the defense they're going to get at them. I think, um, and then this being a prime time game, I think they're going to be a lot more locked in than what than what they were, you know, a couple Mondays ago. You know, coming off the bye week and. Right. And and even so, you know, everybody was into the conversation talking about that. Well, Andy Reid never loses, you know, off of a bye and all that stuff, and having home field. I think it's actually going to be good for them to be on the road for this this go around for the Monday night game too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think they they're going to be a more alert. I think if this game was an Arrowhead, I think you could talk about a trap game because they'd be a little bit more relaxed. Exactly. Um, I think they'd be a little bit more like, oh, they coming to us. But then them having to go on the road and go to Lambeau Field, and this and this is Patrick's first time in the regular season playing on Lambeau Field. Yeah, I think he's gonna he's gonna if anybody's gonna be ready, he's gonna be ready. <laughs> yeah, I think Trav is gonna be ready. Um, I think I think the team is gonna feed off of that energy on both sides of the football. So. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think they're gonna go out there and try to prove a point. Like this offense, we back. We we you know what I'm saying we here to complement this defense and be a complete team and show the world that we still <laughs> the Super Bowl defending champion. So, and you know that the, they're playing. You know they they still have number one seed in their minds too. I mean let's mm-hmm. not let's not act uh, foolish about it. Let's be real. They they know that's in their mindsets and everything. They're still right there in position and. Even you know the Ravens are going having a and a buy in there, so they're going to be in position to take it back as early as next week, mainly because of their conference. So um, this team will be focused and locked in. It's just a matter of them just um, putting the pieces together. 
I think they'll be I think they'll be just fine. Yeah, for sure. For but sure. they they I like the fact that they're on the road this go around. Yeah, me too. I agree with you. All right, man. Um just recently uh the Arizona Cardinals released Zach Ertz. Um I know the um I know the Chiefs run a lot of uh three three man tight end sets, you know, mm-hmm. personnel. So uh and then you know Blake Bell, he's not the guy that he was a couple of years ago. No. <laughs> For some odd, some odd reason, Mandy Reed likes to throw get him on a third and five and throw him a pass. <laughs> and he's supposed to be our best blocker. He's always the quarterback sneak guy. Um but you know, Zach Ertz, he's been he he was on waivers. He didn't clear waivers. He's free. Of course, every you know, offensive piece gets mentioned to the Chiefs. And he has a little bit of ties. You know, he wasn't there when Andy was there, but he has a little bit, you know, he has the Philly, t- you know, ties. And um, he has ties with uh, Travis Kelsey. Him and Travis are really cool. Um, would you welcome a Zach Ertz signing? I mean, I think, I mean, I think anybody would. I mean, because you have that veteran pre- presence for one. That's something that I believe the Chiefs could use more of. I mean, whether it be a receiver, tight end, I mean, I think that's good. I think the Chiefs are good at doing that. They've historically, they've been, that's usually been the key piece that they've acquired. Even that first, the, that go around um, when they got, when Pat got his first Super Bowl, they brought in Terrell Suggs. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's a prime example right there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in, 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 a, in, in a perfect world, personally, me, I wouldn't mind having them at all. But I think, um, He's more likely to go back to Philly, yeah. More so for the simple fact that um, I think he was like a couple of catches away from like being like the all-time leading, leading um, receiver as far as a tight end or something like that. And it was like eleven catches away or something like that, some stat. And also, it could be one of those you know finish where you started tight deals. That's a that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the I, the narrative that we would love to have is to for Ertz to go to Kansas City and then potentially burn the team in the Super Bowl or something like that, you know, that would, that would be the, that would be a cool story, but I just don't think, I just don't think it's going to happen. I hear you, Joe. I'm not mad at that. assessment. You know, we already have an issue trying to get these guys in. So no, I hear you. I hear you. I, I, I mean, the thing about Ertz is that if he bring him in, we just ask him to be better than Blake Bell. <laughs> Just be better than Blake Bell, bro. You know what I'm saying? On the third and five, we got three tight end sets, and we send you on a route, man. Just be ready to catch the ball. I would, Blake, I, would say, I would say this, though. Even if the Chiefs were to sign it or even entertaining it, it actually kind of speaks volumes as far as like the confidence they have in the receiving core. That's just what I feel. Yeah. To be honest with you, that's true. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just being honest. It's like you know. We know Ertz can catch the ball. He understands understands coverage and where and where to get open and find the soft spots in the zone, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can we can say we're good all we want to, but you gotta look at it from that perspective too. Say, like, would you rather have the veteran that knows how to find those soft spots and shown consistency and doing it good team and bad team, or, or are you confident in the group that we got? And truth be told, let's just, let's just be honest. 
I mean, I wouldn't mind the veteran, the extra veteran leadership in that room as well. I yeah. wouldn't mind it. I would, I would welcome it too. I'm not mad if we get Zach Ertz, but I, I'm being realistic. I agree with you. I do think he'd probably go back to Philly. I know his wife plays soccer. She just retired. Yeah, she retired. They, they, she lives in Philly, so I could see them. It just be an easier transition for him to just go back to Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, the other team I could see him going before uh, just if he wants playing time and he wants to get snaps is Baltimore. Yeah, that's Mark Andrews injury. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see him going to Baltimore and possibly being that safety blanket for Lamar Jackson. Um, so I could see that. They said Buffalo. I don't see Buffalo. Buffalo still nah. they get Knox back and they got Dalton uh, Kincaid. Buffalo, Buffalo got enough pressure and enough enough stuff they got to worry about. Buffalo need to go see what's up. I know he's injury prone. They ain't gonna see what's up with the old boy Shaq Leonard from uh, the Colts. Colts. Just got cut. They ain't gonna yeah, see to play, they replace Milano. Yeah, see what, the time being, see what they got with him. <laughs> I would say at least he can step in. I mean, if he can stay healthy, he can step in and help their defense out a little bit. Well, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call this out in the Bills. The only way they get in is if they beat Miami Week 18 in Miami, and that's going to. I think be, they would have to beat us too. That's going to. I mean, they don't. Even, they don't even have to beat the Chiefs. To be honest with you, in that situation. I think I think they're gonna be right there on the fringe. I'm calling. I'm basically calling it right now, saying that Sunday night football is gonna be the Bills in Miami. That's what's gonna happen. It, oh, it's it it only makes the most sense if, if they if they're still um in in playoff contention. Yeah, they, they will be. I just got I got them coming down to the final week, and that the Bills going the Bills are gonna have so much because I think it's gonna be that it's gonna be one of those windows like if you depending on where how you see who's gonna be what and where everybody's gonna be positioned, you know that could be. The deciding factor where teams where we have um, three teams coming out of the of the north or even in the south. I mean, the Colt, you know, the Colts. They're one of those teams that's on the fringe. We don't know that what they're going to do. I mean, they've been under they've been undercover, but they're still in position. Pittsburgh. I mean, we don't understand it. <laughs> the, the 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 stats don't. The, I mean, they finally got past four hundred yards. They said it was the first time. They were able to accomplish that since 2000, no, two, yeah, 2021, which is, I don't understand how you had a coaching job doing that long. And, and then, you know, obviously with the Texans and stuff like that, they're one of those teams on the fringe. I mean, they got cooled off a little bit, but I think they'll be fine as well. Yeah. But, you know, I, th- I just think the Bills are basically the wild card to decide how this whole thing comes out. I mean, they got a tough schedule. And, you know, they're not the only one. The Ravens got some tough games ahead, and I can see them potentially being a a four, maybe even five loss team because they still got – I think they still got – They got 49ers. Yeah. They got got, uh, Miami, I think they still got to play. I think they got to play the Steelers again. Usually they play them one, one more time late. (laughs) (laughs) um yeah um yeah the ravens have a hard hard schedule down the stretch they got they do they got some teams but i I think they'll drop at least one of those games i I think they'll get the ravens in miami mainly just to make it a statement to prove that they can be beat that's typically the story that i think that's going to be the storyline when they play miami tomorrow oh the miami dolphins they're at home they can take care of business at home and everything don't make a statement but i just think the ravens are going to shut them up Mm -hmm. because just that's the way they play their defense the way they execute 
I mean, they're amongst they're amongst the top teams. You can't play any. You can't play defense. You ain't winning jack. That's just bottom line. I mean, Lamar's not exempt. Lamar Jackson not exempt to a bad day. I mean, it happens, but I think he's going to get the best of him. And especially with Miami, I think people are going to really understand the absence of um, Jalen Phillips. That's that's a big blow for him. Yeah, man, I saw that clip of him, man, when he got hurt, man. That that was that was that was rough. Man. That was tough because you could just see it. You could just see it in his face, man. He knew, like he was like, "Man, I think I popped my Achilles, man." And they was like, "No, you didn't. No, you didn't." He was like, "Yeah, don't, don't man, say, don't, 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 don't say that and everything." He was like, "Nah, man, I think I popped it." And then he started crying. I was like, "Oh man, I know that hurts." He was like, "I was hooping too." Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was balling though. He was balling. It was contract year too, man. He'll get he'll get picked up. I mean, the the kids got a a mean drive with just watching them. It's like you watch them play. It's like he's de- he's definitely a valuable asset and part of what makes that motor go as far as the defense. Glad you popped in. No, you good. You good. I mean, if I was able to show up even on the road and everything, I mean, I'm glad you you would be able to be present even just the last half of it. But like I was saying, you know. The Ravens, I think they're gonna take care of Miami. They're gonna lose that. I think they're gonna lose to the Niners though, because I think that's a road game too as well. And just, I just think the Niners though, when they when they're stacked, when they're healthy and rolling, they're the best team in the league, man. This 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 49er and and Eagles game will shape up everything. I said I got the Niners winning. I strongly believe it because here here's here's my take on this. If the 49ers go in there and beat Philly, they will be the number one seed. Yeah. And people are gonna ask, well, how will they be the number one seed? Philly gonna lose to the Cowboys. Mainly because the Cowboys are at home and they don't want to get embarrassed. And and Dak I mean Dak, Dak has is playing been, on another level right now. You gotta say it. Say mm-hmm. what you want. I know he played some bad teams. But yesterday, yesterday they that was gonna be a typical Cowboys lost yesterday, mm-hmm. and Dak would have thrown like two picks. He would have been the reason why they lost that game yesterday, mm-hmm. but he was the reason they won that game. Them and the defense, of course, Michael Parson, he made some key stops, but Dak was the one of the main reasons why they won that game yesterday. So I got them beating Philly too. I think Philly goes on a two game losing streak. Yeah, I think when it's all said and done, Philly will be the two seed. And then the 49ers, I mean, I'm sitting there watching, you know, because I know we were talking about it earlier in the week, you know, them being disrespected and the home teams and all of this stuff. I think the 49ers, I mean, I don't think um, – I don't – and I'll, I'll say that the biggest thing to me is that how will Purdy handle adversity? I don't think there will be any. I think the 49ers will get off to a fast start and it'll be hard yeah. to recover because that's, if you take advantage of the uh, Philly's slow starts – and you just basically beat them in their own game. Just continue to maintain the second half. You, you're going to get them beat. Yeah. And and and, it, and it's going to be it's going to be a pre, it's going to be a rematch in the playoffs. I just call it for what it is. That's what's going to happen. They're the best teams in the NFC. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I yeah. I do see Philly going on a little bit of two game losing streak. My only my only concern about that is that people are going to start talking about. I mean, I mean, it's no secret though. The top four teams that everybody's basically been calling out. Is 49ers, uh Philly, Chiefs, and Ravens. Yeah. So everybody wanna see, I mean, the public I would say majority of the public wants to see a rematch. 
49ers and well they want they want to see either rematch first they want to see 49ers chiefs or 40 or uh chiefs philly that's what majority of people want to see the problem with that and this is what i've always said the the game that everybody typically wants it never happens never because even last year everybody was expecting chiefs 49ers again and then that went down the drain <laughs> real at the end of the first quarter once Brock got hurt, I was like, "Yep, oh, here comes Philly." Mm-hmm. That those are the games everybody wants. And then you know the Ravens. And then of course, you know, everybody wants to talk about the Ravens, but not everybody. I mean, we've seen the history as far as it with the um, can Ravens can the Ravens beat their own history? Because sometimes they be beating themselves. You know, they have the last time they had home field advantage, they lost. They lost basically that very second round. Mm. Doesn't so, lose to Buffalo. Something like that. Some something like that. Is he the Buffalo or Tennessee? It was Tennessee, because Tennessee. Tennessee. that was our first year yeah. when we went to the Super Bowl. So it yeah, was Tennessee. Tennessee. It was Tennessee. Because I was like, heck yeah, we gonna whoop, we gonna whoop Tennessee. That was, that was the path to uh, home field. That was the path to home field advantage. Yeah, and then, right. and then they ended up playing Tennessee in that uh, final in that final round. Mm-hmm. When, you know, the many comebacks they had to do that year. <laughs> right, right. All right, man. Who are some of the key players in this game? Man, um, we've been we've been calling out the linebackers a lot over the last couple of weeks. I mean, obviously, you know, because you're dealing with Jacob. this this week. You're dealing with um, Aaron Jones. I mean, I get that because I, I think, think he's that, out, and he's out. Him and AJ Dillon out. They got they third string uh, running back in there. That's why they haven't been running the football really good. Oh, so they're gonna be so so basically they can make them a one dimensional team real quick depending on how what, which offense we get. Right. And they make and they make and any team that has to try and go be one dimensional that quickly, it never really works out that well. Mm. So uh I wanna I mean Chris Jones and Karloftis, I think would be the obvious choices. Mm-hmm. Mainly because, uh, mainly because I think they're they're in great position to where they can at least get two sacks this week. Right. Um, I'm not really concerned about. I wouldn't call out any of the linebackers this week. I thought I thought they held their own. They've done a good job. I think they're just fine in the secondary. I mean, like I said, who are they? <laughs> who are they gonna face? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want. I, I don't think they should sleep on these receivers. No, like Christian Watson got speed, you know. That's I what I'm mean, saying. Like, they got talent. Uh, Romeo Dobbs is a really pretty good receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, Christian Watson got speed. And this dude, uh, J- I think his name is Jaden Reed. Uh, mm-hmm. He's come along too. So they can't go – they can't fall asleep anywhere. They still got to play. Jerry Sneed needs to still play, be aggressive. I just don't think that he's going to have to follow anybody no. like he's been following. I think they're going to switch think- him off. I think all corners are more than capable to cover anybody in that situation, like no matter who it is. So I don't expect to see a whole lot of switched up matchups and everything. You know, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna go head to head. Whoever is on the other side of them, that's that's gonna be who they take. Nobody ain't nobody really traveling. I don't think this week. Yeah, but um, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put on the front four really, as far as on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, I expect them to put a lot of pressure. I expect them to give um. Jordan loves some serious problems this week. I think I, I really expect him to be – the conversation should be um, Jordan Love not being able to execute because he didn't have time or having to handle the pressure. That's just what I think. Yeah. But, uh, 
And then on the offense, I mean, the offense, it's not going to change until I see consistency. It's going to be these receivers. I mean, Rasheed Rice is going to be the, would be the easy target, but I think he's, I think he's going to continue to uh, evolve in this thing. Kelsey's going to be Kelsey. Um, I mean, let's just call for what it is. I mean, and no matter, even if, even if our expectations are low, which one is going to step up? Is it going to be MVS? Is it going to be, um, is it going to be uh, um, Watson or is it going to be, um, I'm drawing a blank, or or more? One of those three got to step up. That's what I think. Somebody, somebody, one of those three receivers has got to step up. I mean, the fact that MVS was basically blanked after after that key drop that he had, I mean, it usually comes to show that like that should that's a red flag to me. I mean, either he. Either he's, he's, given been, up, he's, been, he, he's been a ghost all season. He is paranormal activity, as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned. So it's he is one a those, ghost. One of those receivers they got they got to overperform at least this week. At least this week. Has some show me some show me some Where Joe in eighty four. I trust. Kind of. I trust. And kind of. But three, and, and, three. If you give only three catches, not eleven catches, but not eleven target, Justin Watson, but the three to four catch, Justin Watson, I trust that guy way get, more than MVS. Even if he get, even if he, if he get four with a touch, and so be it. Okay, Justin Watson, give me four four catches, 40, 50 yards, and a touchdown. I, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Rasheed Rice, if he can give me eight somewhere between eighty to a hundred yards in a tug, I'm good with that. Travis yeah, Kelsey, you just be Travis. Yeah, they just gotta be above average. They just can't have these such you know, you, Mark, mediocre. You know that you know he is a ghost. He is a ghost this year. Haunting these fields with his bad play. So yeah, yeah, he's got, he's got, he's got to do something. Yeah, he's trash. Mm-hmm. Terrible. I, I, I don't know. Just watching, just watching those three is is a headache. <laughs> right that now at this point, this whole week to week, not knowing, I, I don't know. I mean, at least, at least give some, at least give the other te- other I mean, people that are looking at him. I mean, Joe, he was getting triple team most of the game and. Yeah. He's getting triple team, and also, like, I mean, we've seen a few uncharacteristic things with him. You know, it's like we've seen some. And the fumble was bad. I ain't gonna lie, the fumble was bad against Philly. That was bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't get excited. That that eleven catch stuff, the eleven targets that they was doing at Philly, they need calm that relax on that one. Four to five targets for Justin Watson. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. You're putting too much pressure on that guy. Yeah, they, they got to do something. Yeah, they need to relax. My uh, key players, Isaiah Pacheco. Green Bay Packers are a terrible run defense. Run it down their throats. Tie them <laughs> out. Let that offensive line throw these defensive line around. Can we make, can we make coaches a key player? <laughs> <laughs> Andy Reid, run the football. Because <laughs> real defensive line around. They at, the the day, at the end of the day, it's up to him. It's like you know, as far as what he wants to do, he better not, Mar. You never know. 
Andy might <laughs> Andy might be like, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna try it again. As long as long as nobody getting hurt. That's the thing about it. I mean I mean it could it I mean it can go either way. You know, sometimes it actually helps players and it actually develops them. I mean, it might work, but the likelihood of it not likely, <laughs> obviously. But who knows? We'll see. Now, now defensively, um, I would want to see this defensive line to kind of bounce back. That kind of was non-existent last week. Yeah, they um, only had. I think they only had one, maybe the one sack with George. But yeah, even yeah that, you know, and that was kind of like you know. But still, <laughs> we. I need. I need a little bit more pass rush. I need a little bit yeah. more pass rush, especially against this offensive line. They're young. Chris Jones should have his way. Chris Jones have his way. I need George to do his thing. Mike Dana. I need some more from Charles and Minnie. I think many of you, uh, I saw the kind of area earlier, Mom. Oh no, man. Charles been kind of other than that one game when he first came back. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't really noticed Charles like that. Like need him to pick it up. You know what I'm saying? I want to see the Charles that was in the 49ers, man. Like, I'm not saying he's bad. He might be just trying to round up back in shape. I get it. Mm-hmm. But, you know. That's a possibility. I mean, it seems like that with a lot of more, more what they did what they did in Vegas. I 100% agree. Minus that mediocre first quarter. But yeah. Yeah. More what they did in the second you know, quarter in the third, fourth quarter, you know, running through their mother. <laughs> Man, you need to calm down with the. Uh, and I actually, and I actually expect um, Travis Kelsey to actually have a big game. I don't, I don't think Trayvon Walker can cover uh, Travis Kelsey like that. Yeah, even even if he's, if you believe that Travis Kelsey is taking a step back, I personally just think that he's been seeing a lot of more. Double and triple teams because they just defenses are just saying, "Look, y'all gonna beat us with these receivers." Mm-hmm. And just last week, uh, Andy was like, "All right, we're gonna feature the kid. We're gonna get the kid the ball because he's got you know playmaker ability, uh, yards after the catch ability. We're not just gonna give him the two catches that we give him in the first half, and then just sit him <laughs> and just have him run cardio the second half." So. I expect him to do that again. Yeah, uh, I, Jair Alexander probably will be on Rasheed Rice, but um, like yeah, the thing about uh, Jair Alexander, I think he's one of the top corners in the league. But he's yeah, kind he of small. Be. But he's a small guy, mm-hmm. and I think Rasheed Rice can possibly take advantage of some of that with his size. I mean, um, there's no. I mean, it's no secret. I mean, we've seen them match up even with um, Justin Jefferson. We've we've seen yeah. it. We, we yeah, he, he locked him down. But the thing about Jettis is that um, as great as he is, um, you can take him out of the game. You can rough him up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you rough him up a little bit, he kind of checks out the game. Just like how LeJarrius Sneed was roughing him up before he got hurt um, in the fourth quarter. Or yeah. Towards the middle third or whatever you want to say. He was roughing Justin Jay, and Justin Jefferson don't like that. He don't like getting hands put on him. He, he's not a physical receiver by no means. Mm-hmm. So, I expect the same thing. Yep. Be small style.
What's the key matchup for you? Key matchups. Um, let's see here. Man, that's gonna be tough. I mean, I mean, because it's not really anything that's just, I mean, I'm not trying to discount as far as the, the ability of a Green Bay. I mean, there's a reason why you're up there. I would say, um, let's just call it for what it is. It's, I mean, I'm not gonna call out a key player. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call out key groups. The, the, the Chiefs receiving core versus the secondary. Let's just call it for what it is. Can they say can they find a way to get open? Can they find a way? Say, will they be able to catch the ball when they when called upon? Say, that's all I'm looking for some consistency. I just think that's the word. I just think that's the word for the Chiefs for the next for the remainder of the season. Because <laughs> like the receive the Chiefs receiving core versus the, the Green Bay secondary. I just, want, yeah. I just want to see him get open and execute, and then and get and then get Pat another like another three hundred yard game. Get 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 back, get him back to Pat. It's weird looking at the 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 passing numbers, and he not even top five. That's crazy to me. That is beyond crazy. Yeah, no. That is questionable to play. He's gonna play. He's gonna play. They're always questionable. Then they. Miraculously drank the Michael Jordan juice from Space Jam, and they out there playing all of a sudden. He is basically a, it's basically a, a, a backwards Anthony Davis thing. You know, every time every game he a game time decision, <laughs> then he don't play. Not the AD straight. And then and then the NFL, these guys they actually play. They yeah. game time decision or whatever they gonna questionable they gonna play. Man, he don't play now. If he lasts, that's a different question. But mm-hmm. he's gonna play. he's gonna play. All right, Mark. Chiefs on offense. If they want to win, what do they got to do? Show variety, um, balance, balance with the run. Don't don't abandon it. He's got double digit carries. Must happen for uh, Pacheco. That that cannot change. Um, no, no, not be afraid to implement the running backs. I would like to see him go start. Um, get more passes beyond the sticks though because they've been throwing the ball behind and you know they're depending on their yak yard they've been yak yard dependent i mean it's not necessarily the worst thing in the world but it's almost become expected now where you're starting to see some of these uh corners cheat up a little bit and expect that um they, i mean just have just have good balances just this week is like show, show them the run showcase the run don't don't be so predictable and execute on and keep doing what they were doing on third and ones is like that. That was the blueprint. Third and one, run, run forward. Do not run back. Yeah, ain't scared of their defense. Yeah, they do man. got some guys that can pass rush though. Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary, they're pretty good pass rushers, so that they'll be interesting, but. Um, but I am going to put uh, on Chief on offense, this offensive line. Mm-hmm. They got to keep those Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary. They got to keep them off of Pat. Um, give clean clean pockets. Um, and uh, receivers making plays, man. Mm-hmm. We, need, we need receivers making plays. Of course, Isaiah Pacheco getting his touches and get, getting him going. But these receivers need to make plays when called upon. Tony is our AD. <laughs> Catch the damn ball. <laughs> Plain and simple, Nani. No, I hear you. 
But yeah, I would say this offensive line and these receivers get uh, catching the damn ball when their number is called. Stay disciplined. I mean, keep their you know keep the penalties low and everything. They've done they've done a much better job with that. Obviously, you know with Jawan Taylor and Donovan Smith, you know they've been getting picked on and stuff like that. But they adjusted well over the last couple of weeks. I mean, yeah, they, it wasn't as bad as it was like in the first first three. Yeah, for sure. Chiefs on defense. What do they need to do? Blitz. Get not get to get to uh, Jordan Love. Make him force him. For, I mean, force him to absolutely be one dimensional. Make him throw the ball. Put the brush to put the pressure on Jordan Love to have to make perfect throws against this secondary. I mean, it should be a feast. I mean, um, Chiefs need to. Flip that uh, turnover margin because I know they got so caught up in all those all these fumbles and a lot of these pat interceptions and everything. They gotta flip. They gotta flip their number. I gotta look at their plus minus for their turnover numbers. So this this it just starts with the the front line in itself. I mean, get some sacks or get some turnovers. There should be they they should have at least two turnovers or two sacks somewhere. You know that's or. Or two, that's what that's what the number I'm looking at. I mean, typically when you win, when you have that plus minus on the right side when it comes to the turnovers and everything, you clearly win the game. But that's just what I want to see more of. They've been very quiet in the turnover department. Yeah. Um. Keep doing what you've been doing. Don't rewrite the reel. Just keep putting that, applying that pressure on Jordan Love. Make Jordan Love look regular. Force him into a couple of interceptions too. Um, if you gotta send a corner blitz, send a corner blitz. Um, these safeties, focus. Mm-hmm. Don't get beat. Don't get caught flat footed. Mike Mike Edwards. I like Mike Edwards, but he got caught flat footed in that Philly game. They gave up that big uh game for Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. You know, even in the Raiders game, uh, Reed and Cook got beat. A few times, so they got to be on point, focus. Yeah. Now that I'm looking at the turnover differential, they're at the bo- they're in the bottom fourth in turn in the turnover differential with a minus five. That's something they definitely got to fix. <laughs> All right. They, they, they got they got to fix that turnover margin. I mean, they if they can figure a way how to bounce it out and get get it get it closer to zero, get that's just who they are. I'm not saying they're gonna be the perfect team every single week, but you know, be to be on the bottom to be on that bottom tier when it comes to for, forcing turnovers is usually not a good formula, considering the fact that they had a top uh, they got a top five defense. Right. That's a, that's a little that's a little weird. Because you just look, I mean, if you look at some of the other ones and everything, you look at the Pittsburghs and everything, they're at a plus 11. You look at the San Francisco, they're at a plus 11. Um, even Dallas, they're at a plus eight. I mean, that's something that's something's got to be fixed. And even so, I'm looking, I'm looking down at it as it is, and they would actually be third within their own division when it comes to turnovers. The only team that has a worse turn, turnover differential is, is the Raiders, that's within their division. Yeah. So fix that number. Get on the right side. I mean, if they get if they can get a plus two on everything, that will that would get them out of that bottom that bottom quadrant when it comes to turnovers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. we get turnovers, we just don't get a lot of picks. We get fumbles. That's what we do. You know, Trent McDuffie, he's leading the league in fumble, forced fumbles this year. 
with five. So we get bumbles, we just don't get interceptions like that. Mm-hmm. And and the th- and the thing about it too is that part of why those turnovers are so key is that you got to look at it from this perspective. One of those key interceptions cost them the game, basically, and that was a week one. Yeah. And you that lose, was, you lose, you lose that was more on Tony. That was more on Tony. That was on my home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's the turnovers are turnover. You, you know, no, and, and then and then the Denver game, which was clearly their worst game. That was just awful. We used to win football games. I mean, having three and a half is just bad. Then they ended up with what four or five that game. Mm-hmm. That that was that's the killer right there. So they yeah. got they got to basically make up, create, and say find ways to create turnovers and everything for them to have this defense this talented and have that low in turnovers. That's just kind of unusual. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully they pick it up. Yep. Um, what is your score prediction, sir? Uh, I honestly don't see Green Bay. I mean, that's what I don't know what the weather's going to be like down there. I mean, I'd imagine you know, about 37. They said it's going to be 37, but yeah, with pads, gonna be 50, something like that. So it's probably going to be, it's going to still be ideal. Monday night game, yeah, they put up, they finally got to the 30s last week. How much do the key is how much do I believe in these receivers? <laughs> uh somebody gotta put some fire in them. Um 18. I like that score. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say 2017. I always like to throw a field goal in there. I mean, Bucker ain't getting any action, something wrong. And then, you know, they always got to say something crazy. You know, Bucker, he's had a perfect season, you know, extra points and kicking. You know, you want that to continue. You know, yeah. you know these announcers, somebody going somebody gonna to bring that up. As long as Kevin Harlan ain't dead. The Kevin Harlan kiss, kiss of death to the and Justin, Justin Tucker missed a field goal. He missed a field goal. I'm like, okay, something, something wrong. I'm like, oh, that was, that was actually shocking. The kiss of death. I think Buckner, he's been perfect this season. Yeah, it's not one kick. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm not gonna worry. He don't miss all year. It's our luck. He'll miss it in the worst time. The playoffs. No, don't, don't say that. Man. Don't say that. <laughs> but um, score for this, I'm gonna go twenty. I'm gonna be bold say twenty seventeen. I'm not really a believer in this Green Bay offense. I think the Chiefs are gonna keep keep that low number. I think um, like I said, this team is usually find they're usually find their stride around around these weeks. You know, December and going into January. They're gonna find they're gonna find their stride. They're jockeying for position now. You know, start, things are starting to tighten up. I'm not really concerned about all the other teams. I always say just the only other team that you really gotta be concerned about maintaining is just the Ravens. I think mm-hmm. Miami they'll slip up. They got they still got proof. They got to be good teams. They still got a few on their schedule. Ravens, although they still got good teams, they'll do just enough to where right. they won't slip anything lower than two. I, I, if they did slip below two. I'd be kind of surprised considering the way that it's kind of panned out because Jacksonville is not taking advantage of the schedule that they had. That's been kind of disappointing. I mean, they're, they're still they're still technically a three seed, but some of just the way they've been performing has just been, I don't know. I mean, they almost, I mean, fortunately they had Amendola, so they didn't have to go to overtime because had they had to go to overtime, they probably would have lost that game. But I mean, it, what's crazy about it though is that whole AFC South is that it's almost like 
what we said about the the NFC East last year. We said that whole division sucked. Ain't no way getting in there. Somehow they managed to slip three teams in there, including the lowly Giants. And now you're in a situation where the AFC South could have three teams in there. Yeah, he was hurt last year. That's why I didn't understand. I heard somebody say, I'm done with Buckner. I was like, what? No, he never. He was never really the same because um, I think it was when that opening was it this? No, it was last year. The slip. The, I remember the Arizona, he got, Arizona yeah. game. That terrible field. Yep. And he slipped and hurt his foot, and he was out on IR. That's mm-hmm. when we had to find that dude, Matt Amadola. He was terrible. That was no fluke. That was basically a, a prelude. Everything that was to come because then Kyler Murray got hurt, and you know there was a number of other people getting hurt. That field in Arizona was trash. That's why they were slipping all over the place in the Super Bowl. That's why the Raiders are under the radar this year. It's gonna, it's gonna be that stadium. You don't get it together, and they ain't gonna be. I mean, all. I mean, I'm pretty sure all the Las Vegas Valley water district gonna be super tight on on everybody else just to make sure they water right for the for the crash for that Super Bowl. There better not be a a a, a speck of brown on that field. <laughs> Couldn't make. He can make every kick but an extra point. Well, no, he been, because he been on point this year. I don't know what you're doing, about, Joe. No, he, he could, he could, he could say he could make every kick. No, he's like, even last, even last year, or even years prior to, he would make, he would miss the short ones that'd be like the thir- like 30 yards and 40 yards, but he would boom the 50 yarders. I remember that's that. What, I, was like, I think that's what Joe was saying. He's like, he, he missed some extra points, which he used. He did. He was missing some he, extra points. He, he had was, a couple forty yarders. He missed too. Which I remember. I remember seeing that. I was like, but, but this year he's been on point. Yeah, he's been, uh, I'm. I could argue he's the best kicker in the league this year. Like, I mean, Justin Tucker missed one. So he, <laughs> if, he, if he missed one, if if you you're beating if you're beating Justin Tucker. Yeah, you the best kicker. You might be the best that dude don't miss. So Tucker do not miss field goals. That's one thing about him. That's why you're hall. Of, that's why he's gonna be yeah, a hall. He's of been great this year. Yeah, he's been on point. He's mm-hmm. <laughs> hey man, I I gotta give credit when credit's due, man. Uh, my my score prediction. I am gonna go with the same score that they had last week, thirty-one seventeen. I don't even think this game is going to be that close, y'all. I think the Chiefs are going to control the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. and just have what they want on both sides of the football. They're going to disrupt Jordan Love's timing with these receivers. And uh, I just think they're going to handle handle business. And going into the fourth quarter, the, you know, Buckner will get a, you know, a field goal or whatever to seal the win, and defense will, will, will lock it down, you know, close this out. And uh, yeah, we're on our way to the next game, which I think is the Buffalo Bills. No, it's the Bills. No, it's the Patriots. Huh? Patriots. Oh, I'm so glad they flexed that game out. I ain't gonna yeah, watch that on Monday. I mean, the only reason why I would want to see that on Monday is like if Pat just go out there and have one of them four four fifty six touchdown. <laughs> That'd be the only reason why we want to see that on Monday. Just see Bill Belichick on the sideline. That would that would be his retirement game from from that team. I mean, he probably. I mean, will he join another coaching staff? I don't know. It's a possibility. I mean, I ain't ruling nothing out, but 
There's no reason to put them on there. There's no reason. What about Washington? <laughs> that would be that would be stupid. To be honest with you. I'm just telling you, it's a rumor about Washington. Mm-hmm. I know they popped up the scene, but that would be stupid. Chargers too. Chargers too. Chargers makes the most sense though. I, I think. But the only thing about Bill Belichick, and I've said it before, any owner that hires him, they can't make him the GM. No. He's gonna, he's gonna he's gonna have to do like Andy did. Like, hey, I just want to coach, man. He can't he can't draft well. That's just that's just that's just been it. He's like he cannot draft well. Yeah, man. I know the Monday night people was like, damn, man, we really want to see Mahomes, man. That's because that, that was because originally the plan, like we said, the original plan was to hopefully that Rogers was going to stay in Green Bay. That was probably supposed to be the plan, but we all knew that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> we all knew that was going to happen. Dude, thinking he was going to make, he was making a, a vertical move, and all actuality made a horizontal move. If you really want to call it that, in my opinion. Man, the Patriots are just bad, man. They're bad. No, it's that bad. It's a, it's a dated coaching staff that need to go. I mean, think about it. The, I mean, you had the Patriot way. It worked. It worked when they had Brady and all the systems in place. You, if you go, if you look at their coaching staff, the the uh, let's let's call it, let's just call it for what it is. The Patriots North. You know, when they had uh Patricia coaching the Detroit, it didn't work. When they had uh uh Brian um what's his Bill, Bill O'Brien. Bill the Belichick South, it didn't work. It didn't work. I think work. he was getting them to the playoffs. I mean, say what you want about Bill O'Brien. He was getting Houston to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Then, he, then he let go of DeAndre Hopkins, basically saying yeah, that, was that, was, that was stupid. That was dumb. It, it just it just doesn't work. Anything under his tree, it doesn't work. That's why, you know, with Andy Reid, you got to look at his coaches. At least his coaches and everything, when they leave, they're successful. That's because he takes his time to develop his coaching staff. Mm-hmm. It's not just Andy Reid's system. He gets the he teaches those coaches and gets the best out of them. He, yep. I'm saying, whereas in Belichick, it's it's all me. And then they try to take his persona and take it somewhere else. And it's like, yeah, that don't work over here, player. Yeah, that worked when Tom Brady was in line was getting in line with with Belichick. But over here, we ain't got no Tom Brady. And you ain't no Bill Belichick, sir. So that ain't going to work over here. Now you, got Patricia, you sitting up there acting like you won something. No, you, you won a part of the staff of the Patriots. Now everybody you feel sir. like they've been lied to yeah. because everybody making Bill Belichick the the, the villain when in all actuality it was the Brady. You just, would just stop. He was the one that you just couldn't get past. And then um, – yeah, it's just it's all bad. Joe Judge, terrible. Tried to do that Belichick stuff. You suck. Yeah, the that's the the uh, Belichick East in the in the even in the even Charlie Weiss and Romeo Cornell and all those guys. I think the only one that was actually a decent coach, and he just him and the owner just you know weren't on the same page was Brian Flores. I actually think Brian Flores is a good yeah. coach. I just think that you know Stephen, whatever his name, Stephen Jones. I just think he wants Miami. I think he wants to be uh, Jerry Jones so bad, but he's not. (laughs) Who wants to be Jerry Jones? That's the question. Why? 
I mean, a lot of owners look up to Jerry Jones because he's, you know, he's got the personality. He's he's part of the Dallas Cowboys. I know we, you know, for lack of a better term, I know we shit on the Cowboys. But people, they do want to be like Jerry Jones. And he is the biggest voice as far as owners go. When he says something and he wants something done, it gets done. Mm-hmm. I think the only other person that has a big voice, I think Clark has a big voice, but especially now that the Chiefs are winning and yeah. they're winning Super Bowls, I think Clark has a big voice. Robert Kraft has a big voice, but Jerry Jones has the biggest voice <laughs> of them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has a he has the biggest voice and the most wealthiest voice of them all. That's what that's what he has. It's <laughs> called for what it is. Jerry Jones just need to shut up with some of the stupid stuff they be saying. And now, you know, he's feeling good about himself, you know. Now they be Philly, they he's gonna be insufferable, man. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna this is what's gonna happen. They're gonna he's he gonna get excited because they're gonna they're gonna beat Philly the second time around. They're gonna be him at home, and then the truth gonna come out when they get to the playoffs. Don't let them get but, that number one seed. Who, Dallas? I would not be afraid of Dallas at all. And the, and the biggest reason why I'm just saying, as far as their fan base, they gonna and yeah, they gonna face the same old disappointment. Like like I've been saying, I mean, the biggest problem that I have with the Cowboys, and and I don't understand how come it's yet to be fixed, is that their that team is never poised when it matters. We've seen this team blow it time after time, situationally. I don't understand how they have a head coach that has that much. Veteran experience, but yet they just team in in crunch time situations. They just look lost. 49ers are more poised. The Eagles are more poised, and they have a younger coach. That's the crazy part about it. I will say this: yesterday they look poised in crunch time situations. Because, like I said, they should old old last year's Cowboy team will lost their game because of what everything what you just said. Mm-hmm. They would have looked disoriented. When the pressure was on, they might have got blown out last year. Last year, they might have been blown out. Like Gino might have put on a show. <laughs> that's just how that's just how it's been. That's been the tail of the tape it's been for them in the playoffs. Is that when they when they come down to it, those two three minutes? <laughs> yeah, you right. <laughs> you been in hiding. <laughs> you <wanna> be in. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like Jerry got a lot of influence, and I mean, correlating that to the Miami owner who's got a lot of money too. He just <laughs> he thinks he's um he thinks he's Jerry Jones, and he's not no. just because always Miami, and you know every you know players want to live there because it's tax. You know, there's no state tax, and you know the, you know you know Miami's got beautiful women and all that good stuff, but. You just got to worry about getting a, a, a DA case against you. <laughs> DA or other than that, he's not Jerry. You know, and as bad as mediocre as the Cowboys have been, Jerry Jones still has a voice. His money ain't mediocre, though. I'll tell you that, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Kraft ain't, ain't, ain't broke, but the Patriots nah. suck now. <laughs> yeah, terrible. What happens when you pull, when you pull the 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 magic the real ma- the real magician from behind the curtain? Then it's like I, I, I think uh, Jerry he has a lot of uh, he has a lot of respect probably for Clark because Lamar Hunt was a, a mentor to him. Yeah, he was part, and you know 
with uh the Hunt family and everything, they have that big they have that the big tie as far as they, they were a big part as far as with the NFL the way that it was built. Yeah, the NFL, NFL merger. Mm-hmm. But you know, you know, they from that's, Texas. That's, that's when we're joking around. Said this dude, this dude got a trophy named after him, couldn't even touch it. <laughs> finally, finally, we did that. You know what I'm saying? So. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, the other side, the other side of it too. I mean, it would be kind of cool for, especially for the Chiefs to win it this year. One, you know, for them to be, be to go back to back. You know, that obviously that'd be the obvious conversation. But obviously, with the recent passing of Norman Hunt, you know, that would be the icing on the cake. <laughs> And then, and then of course, then they go to conversation. Yeah, he he's a he's another one that's trying to be like Jerry Jones, because they say he's very hands on. That's mm-hmm. the problem with the Panthers. Just if you're an owner, just pay the football people to do the football stuff, and just get the hell out of the way. Just sign the checks, man. That, that's and why then, I like Arthur Blank. Smile, wave when you get the, the the AFC West hats like Clark Hunt. We smiling, we waving. Hey, we won the AFC West, even though oh, we do that every year. You know, <laughs> that's why I like Arthur Blank. You say even so, you'll see his face every once in a while, but you don't see him doing this side show and come over and and then be in the situation room where he has nothing to do. He don't do all that. That's that's what you pay him to do. Like, go on somewhere. Dave Tepper got up on that podium. Yeah, you know we was going to take uh, C.J. Stroud, but you know I wanted Bryce Young. I don't understand. I don't understand why even. I mean, I don't care how bad of a team you know a situation is and everything. That wasn't not going to get fixed in the year. Get serious. No, that's really. I agree. I agree. What did you want Frank Wright to do? I mean, you, you you are, and then and then on top of that, they gave up DJ Moore, who was easily their best receiver. So I'm like, what did you want them to do? You can just give more picks to 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 get the top pick. You can just trade more picks instead I mean, of giving I mean, up a player. I mean, if the expectation was to win the South, and which really isn't a badge of honor right now at all. That's going to be a default. But I'm just saying, like, because I mean, the person that should be in the hot seat, the person that should have been in the hot seat the most, I think that should have been probably more close to getting fired, is probably the Saints coach because it's theirs to lose, and and they're just not taking care of business. Tampa got a better chance, huh? Dennis Allen, Dennis Allen is not a good uh, head coach. He's a good defensive coordinator because that mm-hmm. that defense is really good when they want to be. They're inconsistent because their offense is inconsistent. I mean, they got uh, really a, a part. They got they they paying a they paying a part time. What are they paying part time quarterback, running back money? Well, not running back money, but it's weird. I mean, they're just doing some weird stuff down there. Derek Carr is so inconsistent now, and he's so up and down. He can get you four hundred yards and four touchdowns one game, and then he'll give you one hundred and twenty yards and four interceptions, like. I mean, it wouldn't have been like that. I don't. I don't think he would have been like that if he was still a Raider. I don't think it would have been. Yeah, possibly. I don't think it would have been that bad. Possibly. But, you know, it's they, just, they, I don't like going down there. They don't know what they want down there. They gotta get their quarterback thing right. They got pieces. Chris Olave is a good. Is a very good receiver. Yeah, he is. That number twenty-two. What's his? I don't know his name, but he emerged last year. They. He's. He's a weapon. Um, Alvin Kamara, like, oh, he stay out of jail. <laughs> Stop beating people. 
I mean, yeah, but I'm just that's saying, why I said, on the field, he's a weapon. He's an explosive weapon. Like, and that's why I said the best quarterback probably right now in that division is who? Um, Tampa's a, quarterback right now? Oh, no, no. We're not doing that to Baker Mayfield. He's not. Do we have a choice? He's not getting <laughs> no praise. He gets no praise on this show. <laughs> do, 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 we, do, do we have a choice, though? Bryce Young, Bryce Young ain't nowhere near. No, um, it's not his fault either. New Orleans is a giant mess. They need to to do an overload on that offensive line for Bryce Young next year. And Atlanta just need to blow up whatever experiment that they're trying to do. So that's what I'm saying. It's like they just need to get a quarterback. I'm gonna tell you right now. If I'm Atlanta, if I'm if I'm Atlanta, I get on the phone with Chicago and I'm like, "What need? What do you want for Justin Fields?" Because Justin Fields need to get out of Chicago. They need to blow it up in Chicago. They need to get rid of that coaching staff. I don't like Everflus, whatever his name is. Everflus. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he's a good head coach. He's, he does nothing. What does he do? <laughs> what does he do? He's supposed to be a defensive coordinator. Get, get, get defensive uh, trash. I know what he does. He gets Justin Fields hurt. That's what I do. I blame him. Exactly. <laughs> send, send Justin Fields to Atlanta. Get him a breath of fresh air. He got weapons out there. Kyle Pitts, Drake London. B. John Robinson. They, Joe they're, wasting his, they're wasting his talent down there. Yeah. So I have no idea what they're doing in Atlanta. That's why I said, like I said, who's the best quarterback in the South? I'm like, it's a possibility as much no, as no. we don't want to. <laughs> we don't Taysom want to. Hill, Taysom Hill. That's the best quarterback. <laughs> and, then we're, and then I ain't paying a quarterback money. That's the crazy part about it. They, they, they structured his con- – They they I remember hearing about it. They had his contract structured – Extremely weird, where it made absolutely no sense. I was like, "That must be a New Orleans thing." Mm, nah, they need to run. They need a guy who can run. <laughs> Kirk Cousins actually is an interesting question, though. As far as Kirk way, Cousins would be good, at, at, like the Patriots or something. If you want to stop, oh, stop, get do for the Patriots. Go see oh, them. I hope, they, I hope they don't do that to him. Not coming off a. Of, not coming off a. Of, uh, where else he gonna go? He can go back to Washington. Well, I actually like Sam Howell. I actually like Sam Howell. Um, I actually like Sam Howell. The Giants, they talking about they're going to stick with Danny Dimes, Danny Danny Pennies. They they made that commitment when they gave him that contract last year, which was the dumbest thing ever. Man, I don't care how much I'm paying him. I'm drafting the quarterback. <laughs> they should. I'm driving the quarterback. As soon as he has a bad game, I'm putting that quarterback in. You know what? We messed up. <laughs> it could be week one. He, I mean, yes, but no, because of that that tear, and he's an older guy. Like if he was young and had that tear, then yeah. But he's on the wrong side of thirty. What what an AC was an ACL tear or Achilles tear? Uh, I think it was an ACL. I think. Even so, Bears deserve to have true biscuit back. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. The, ba- the, bear, the bear, free, free Justin Fields, man. The Bears, like I said, the Bears are more likely to start over and to entertain, you know, bringing in Williams. And then if, if, the, if their second pick is right, if they play the field right, if they have like that low pick, if they're able to slide to three or four, that Har- Marvin Marvin Harrison Jr. might be there, Bro. might because I got him as a top three, honestly. Give me Caleb Williams, 
DJ Moore and Marvin Harrison Jr. We're scoring 30 points a game. Baby, what's, what are you doing? Gotta get that de- they got to get that defense right, though. Look, you know I, you know how I feel about um, Marvin Harrison. I said, and, you know, his dad was a, his dad was a dope player. Even, his, even, But even if they don't go to a route, maybe they say, you know what, well, we can get another receiver down the line in the second round. I could see the Bears being like, we need to booster up our defensive line. I'm calling Kansas City to see what they want for Chris Charles. That's a possibility, too. I mean, him and Sweat on that defensive line, that's a good start. Yeah, and the Chiefs. The Chiefs I don't want to see it, but I'm just I'm, I'm keeping it real. Chiefs would entertain that because they would get a lot of value and they would get younger on that. And that, and then also that would open up, that would feel a space for potentially. Wow. <laughs> See, yeah. but, that, but that would open it up because then, like you said, we're talking about the, the expiring contracts of Sneed. And then obviously, then you got to start thinking about Creed Humphrey. You got to start thinking about Bolton and all them. I think they pay Sneed. I think they're going to pay Sneed. They, they got to. I mean, granted, you know, you got these corners, you know, they're performing out of this world and stuff like that, but let's not get stupid here. No, I think they pace me. I think don't, they blow, pay don't, don't, don't blow it all together. And Rice, we trust Pacheco. I agree. But, yeah, I, I think they pace me. I think they pace me. I don't think you had to pay Bolton yet. They got to really? pay, pay him next year, the, the following year. Because, yeah. but the, but the thing about it, the thing about it is, they have to be very leery about it too. Because remember, I think Bolton and Creed Humphrey came out the same year. They did. So they have to. And then they pay Creed. I think mm-hmm. they pay Creed next year. And then they pay Creed and Sneed. The Creed and Sneed deals. Because I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure they're going to have no problem paying Creed because Creed, for one, he has proven proven to be one of the amongst the top centers in the league. Probably the only ones that probably get in his way is um, Jason Kelsey. That's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. Um, now, like I said, Chris Jones is interesting. Um, I do think they tried to do get something done. Yeah, when the season is over, um, I think they're gonna take it all the way up to March. And then, if they can't find nothing, I think they they try to trade them, sign the trade. Actually, you know what? I'll make a bold statement right now. I'll say it. If the Chiefs win another one this year, forget about it. He's gone. I think he's gone. There you go. I mean, I mean, it it would be bittersweet. (laughs) It would be bittersweet. But 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 you got but you got to consider this though. He would be if they were to win it. If they are if they are to win it again, he would be a three time Super Bowl champion. Yeah, three times yeah. world champion. Depending on how many sacks he has this year, um, and it's incentive based. So yeah. I'm not I'm not sure how many incentives he's already touched. I mean, we gotta look at that. I mean, I don't know how many he's done. So yeah, um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like I said, I think they try to get something done, but I think it's it's gonna be hard. Back to back, I ask every week. Bottom line, Chiefs back to back, right? Of well, course, you know what of I course. said. You know what you heard. Well, Joe, you heard what I said during the Eagles, Eagles, uh, when we did the Eagles debate or the Eagles discussion with uh, the guy from 3K. You heard what I said, and everything, all the dominoes basically fell right in a row, just like I said it. The only thing that has yet to been checked is the Chiefs playing the Eagles again in the Super Bowl. So, if that happens. I could basically say I called it back in week whatever it was, week 11. 
And we can take that clip and I'll probably hang it somewhere, just me saying it in this room or whatever. <laughs> I hear you, Mark. Like this, they did fumble. I probably fumbled the bag this year. But if he gets a big deal next year, then they look like the best yep. agents. <laughs> they look like the best. Oh, you, uh, you got the Cowboys and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Actually, that was my Super Bowl pick. I ain't gonna lie to you. I did pick the Cowboys to get in there this year. Until until I see situations yeah. in the playoffs, I'm not a believer in it. I just can't. Now, I'm not saying it can't happen, but yeah, right now I just cannot. But and also just the 49ers, I just going if they have to travel to San them traveling to San Francisco, I just cannot see them beating them in San Francisco. I can't see it. Man, the only thing that can kill San Francisco's momentum is the injury report. That's it. That's, that's what's gonna keep them out of the Super Bowl. The damn injury report. If Debo Samuels is out, Kittle, all that. If they out, then yeah. Mm-hmm. You can forget about it. But if they're healthy going into the NFC Championship game, they have a very good shot at making it to the Super Bowl. And that was their problem last year. They made it to the NFC Championship game and got hurt. The main the main thing got hurt. And that was their quarterback. That was the point. I mean, they had they, they had they had staggering injuries. That's all it was. And then McCaffrey, you know, he injured every single year, so it wasn't no surprise. I picked Cowboys. <laughs> All right, Joe. Jesus, we got we got sponsors and stuff over here, man. You trying to get us I kind of hope. I mean, I kind of hope it's not the Cowboys. You know how annoying that would be out here in Vegas. Oh man, you know how I kind of do be? want it to be so when Patrick Mahomes spoils their <laughs> their day. <laughs> when we I know it's gonna be. I mean, it's going to be crazy, whatever. I mean, if it's the Chiefs and whoever and everything, whatever Chiefs going stuff is going on that week, 9 out of 10, we're going to be there. <laughs> yeah. 9 out of 10. Because, hey, it's the experience. You never had a Super Bowl in the city before. I, I never even saw the day coming. So it would be surreal. It would be. It, it would be. But, you know, whoever the opposing team is, I don't want to hear it. It's either going to be San Francisco, Philly. Or um, or the Cowboys. Yeah, give me San Francisco. Because don't give me uh, Detroit. They're not ready. Yet. No, inexperience. Inexperience is going to kill them. They're going to give. They're going to be a first round knockout. I'm calling yeah. it now. Yeah. Because it's, it's it's going to be like. Remember, um, did you watch that game last year when they played Buffalo on Thanksgiving? Was I think it was yeah, it was Thanksgiving Day. And they were so close to beating them, and then inexperienced. Okay, watching the game, yeah, I remember that. I was mad at Jared Goff because I'm like, dude, dude was wide open. Mm-hmm. You should have hit him. He would have, yeah, I would have won. When he missed that throw, I was like, yeah, it's over. We gonna lose. The moment, the moment was too big for him, and I think they're gonna have that same problem. I mean, they're taking the next step. I mean, at least they're gonna they make the, the next step. But it's just, just that when the expectations are on them, I've noticed this year. Um, they lost. Mm-hmm. Other than the Chiefs game, and let's be real, they didn't win that game. We lost that game. <laughs> Kadarius Honey lost his day game with the with the hands. Yeah. But um yeah. Uh they got blanked and beat the hell up by the Ravens. And then this last week they lost to Green Bay really bad. So 
Yeah, they didn't look, and then they didn't look good against Chicago. They should have lost to Chicago the week I before. I didn't see that coming. Them losing to Detroit, so for Detroit losing to um, Green Bay, Green Bay. I didn't see that coming at all. Bill back to the Giants. Well, it depends on how they feel about Dayball. I don't think Dayball is the That's problem. Too soon. I don't think Dayball is the problem. Nah, I still get Dayball another year. And I think, I mean, if he's the one that's trying to say Daniel Jones. He's giving him Danny Dimes, man. Like he didn't want him. No. He's but, setting him up for failure already. Unless they, unless they make a, unless they have conversations and then make some kind of crazy trade for uh, Josh Allen. I don't think Buffalo would do that. But yeah, if I mean, Buffalo do that, they stupid. But Buffalo, and they, unless, unless, unless they're like bumping, we're going to get Caleb Williams. <laughs> unless Buffalo, Buffalo like we want to get Caleb Williams, I think Caleb Williams like I am not playing in Buffalo. It's too damn cold. I think this year is just basically proving that Buffalo has missed their window. That's what I think. Are they gonna get Drake May? That'd be the only other person. Maybe Michael Penix or Bo Nix. Now, Bo Nix, Bo Nix in a Bo Nix in a Patriot uniform makes the most sense to me. I, I will say that. Bo was like forty years old, man. <laughs> He'll be in a Patriot yeah. uniform. He just yeah, he, he just sound player. like a Patriot player. Bo Nix is like Bo Nix is a seventh year senior, man. Mm-hmm. This is why he's playing so good. He's playing with kids out here. He didn't. He didn't. He the new Chris Winky. Yeah, <laughs> he old. No, he like twenty five, but still, that's still old in college. Old as hell. He's gonna be twenty six by the time draft. <laughs> yeah, that whole what happened was that whole Alabama Patriot hookup. It didn't work out the way where he's supposed to. Mm. He just been the downfall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Let's go ahead and land this thing. And the only way to land it is glitch energy drink, baby. Woo! Shout out to Glitch Energy Drink. Glitch Energy Drink offers a wide range of delicious flavors to suit everyone's taste preferences, whether you're into fruity flavors like Maui Punch and Cherry Bomb, or prefer something unique like Blue Smurf and Grenades. There's something for everyone. Glitch Energy Drink is not only great for gamers and workout warriors, but also for everyday people who simply need a boost of energy. It's a healthy choice that you can feel good about. You can find more information and purchase Glitch Energy Drink at glitchenergy.com. Remember to use the promo code AHCHIEFPOT. Get 10% off your purchase. Start enjoying the benefits of this delicious and energizing drink. Shout out to Glitch Energy. And if you look down at the bottom, you see the link, emqpodcast.com slash locker dash room. If you click on that link, you see the locker room access of all the podcasts under the Every Morning Quarterback umbrella. They got a Patriots one. They got a 49ers one. They got a Jets one. And they got ours, Arrowhead Chief Podcast. Click on the banner. You see all of our recent to past episodes. You can get caught up. And you can listen to the latest ones uh, while you're on the road, while you're working out, all that good stuff. Go ahead and check their podcast out. They talk about everything league-wide. They even talk about college football. They give you betting uh, tips for the week. So go ahead and check them out at their on their uh, page, Every Morning Quarterback, or follow them on all social media platforms, EMQ Podcast. Shout out to Every Morning Quarterback. 
You ain't got to worry about them getting flexed out. (laughs) (laughs) And whatever streaming platform you use to listen to your podcast, whether it be Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, whatever you listen to your podcast on, the Arrowhead Chief Podcast is uh, available on there. Go ahead and check us out. And if this is your first time on YouTube, hit that subscription button, hit that like button, hit that notification button. We need all that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Leave some comments. We need all that stuff for the algorithm, baby, so we can get this podcast more popping. You know what I'm saying? But uh, go ahead and subscribe so you can get the notification when we have our live streams on Mondays at 2 o'clock and on uh, Fridays at 9 p.m. And get all jump into the live stream, get in the comments with Joe and Brian and Hefe and Nani and you know everybody who be in the comment section. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to y'all to be in the conversation, rocking with us every week too. Um, and Mar, shout out to Mar jumping in the comments with us this week. Um, but definitely go ahead and hit that subscribe button, man. Follow us. We appreciate y'all that do follow us. Um and whatever social media platform you use, whether it be Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, Threads, we're on all of them. So follow us. We'll follow you back because our motto is we're not Hollywood. Where you at, Joe? I know you're in there. I know you're ready. Oh, Joe, you let me down. Oh, okay, I'm about to say, Joe, you let me down. <laughs> there you go, Joe. But uh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> but definitely follow us. We'll follow you back. Uh, give us critiques, feedback, uh, topics y'all want to bring up for the Chiefs. You know what I'm saying? Uh, anything, you know, hit us up, man, and we will shout you out for the questions that you ask or the topics that you want us to bring up because we want to give you the best Chiefs content that we can give you. You know what I'm saying? So, all right, people. Till next time. See y'all Monday for the recap after we get this done. Go Chiefs.